think it was all that good. <laughs> I'm kidding. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Man, it's good. You know, we're just passing through. Y'all realize that? We're just passing through, and, and I'm a pretty good ways down the, the road. You know, I've just about passed through. And it's always good to know that, you know, there's, there's folks behind you that's going to be there, and God's going to raise them up and use them somewhere, somehow. And I thank God for that. I got a, just a few announcements here. Uh, first thing, though, is that's not on here is uh, this coming, uh, I know Brother Willard mentioned it, and I don't know, but they had, they they sent out texts and emails and stuff about uh, those that were fasting during the fast, you know, that uh, Saturday evening, this coming Saturday evening, at 6 o'clock, they will be gathering here. And I think uh, Brother Rick Hickman is uh, fixing some chicken and pork, stuff like that. And, and it was just kind of... Uh, put out there that if anybody that that fasted would want to come, it's just a fellowship time to sit and talk about things that may have went on during the fast, what God did for you. But if you want to, if you want to be here, <clears throat> let the office know. At least get, get a hold of Kathy and let her know, so they kind of get an idea about how many folk are coming. But I, I know Brother Willow was looking for a little sign up sheet, and there's nothing there. But that's what it's that's what it's about, and it's for those that were fasting. And if you want to be Part of that is six o'clock this coming Saturday. I think I'm right on all that. So I'm, I'm I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I know this this came through. If you saw that, that's what it that's what it's about. But we but we are having a celebration uh, night, March the 29th on, on Sunday evening at five o'clock. This is a celebration slash night of vision. You've heard Brother Johnny talking about the night of vision one we had about 15 years ago. Okay, so we're gonna. Going to be doing that this March the 29th, uh, five, 5 o'clock. Uh, just bring, I see, I think uh, the church will furnish some meat, so you'll just bring some, some stuff to go along with it. Uh, y'all have never let us down, so uh, we, we're looking forward to that, uh, the 29th. Also, we have the Rafer Road uh, Church Ladies. We'll have a spring banquet. That will be Friday, the 24th of April, April 24th, good ways away. You'll be hearing more details and information about that. And also, a Rafer Road Church men's construction uh, trip, which is scheduled for May the 17th through the 23rd. Uh, so if you want to you want to be a part of that, uh, Rafer Road men, we encourage you. I know if Tommy was here, he'd say, you know, pray about that thing and see if you can uh, be a part of that. And, but we need to go ahead and, I don't know, there's a sign, I think sign-up sheet's already there for that. So go ahead and uh, if you want to be a part of it, uh, get signed up. And then just a reminder that uh, for uh, volunteers in the preschool to help Miss Rebecca there if you can. Also, the care center in need of clothes, but especially children's clothes that seem to go quickly. And then to remind you down at the in the kitchen and in the, in the hall down there, there's still a bunch, I just saw them down there, of dishes that's left over from uh, <clears throat> funerals and things. So if you, you, you're missing something, go down there and check that out. So... Uh, all right, anyway, I didn't tell you where to go, but let's go to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke. <clears throat> Chapter 
How many of y'all have ever seen a grown man beat up by a chicken? <laughs> Richard can show you all of <laughs> Let's stand, if you will. Uh, Luke 8, and I'm going to start at verse 22. Luke 8, verse 22, just a story here that we're very familiar with, but just want to kind of work our way through it tonight and just see if the Lord will bless us. <clears throat> Luke eight twenty two. it says, And now it came to pass on a certain day that he, that he went into a ship, speaking of Jesus, with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him, and they woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. And then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they do obey. Father, we thank you for your word, and again, we look to you, Holy Spirit, just to begin to work in our hearts, to speak through me, and get rid of me, Lord, and just may you be glorified here. Help us to lift up, help us to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. We ask it in his name, amen. Be seated. <clears throat> I titled this, uh, Who Is This Man? And we'll, we'll work our way through, and hopefully we get through. We can be looked at some things that should uh, maybe encourage us, maybe help us, help us in our life. Well, life, life can really get tough, you know? I just, that's just, it's just the way it is. We all, it's kind of like we always want life to be good and everything, you know, and it seems like we're always waiting for it to happen. And uh, there's always something that's nagging or causing some problems here or there. And it's just, uh, it's just life, and I've thought about it lately, you know, and so much of the what Solomon um, talked about in Ecclesiastes and under the sun here in in this life, because it, you know the picture that he paints is not uh, not really good, you know, in, in so many areas, and you have to agree with him here, you know. But it's good to know that we serve a God that's not under the sun. He's he's outside of time, and and that's so good. I, I actually I know uh, Chuck Swindoll actually did a study, and he 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 entitled it a study of Ecclesiastes, living on the ragged edge. And sometimes I kind of, we kind of, it's kind of like that, you know, life can be, be that way. But there, boy, it's good to know that there's a stabilizing person around that no matter what you're going through, he can bring stability there. He sure can. No matter what uh, is happening in your life, when things seem to be out of control, uh, they're not. Not for him. 
find great comfort in that. Great comfort in that. And tonight, is, we can, we'll, we'll see that as we look through this. But let's, let's go back and work our way through. In verse 22, first thing here, it says that it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said to them, let's go over unto the other side of the lake, and they launched forth. Now, as I look at that, you know, and, and just, just kind of work at a verse at the time, you know, I'm, I'm, there, whatever he has asked them to do, they're doing it, okay? They're following him. Can we, have we got anybody here that's that's following Jesus? Come on, we got more than that. That's following Jesus, yeah. So we're following Him. And 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 I think about that old hymn, you know, where He leads me, I will follow. And we're following these folks, these these disciples, the same way. He's saying, "Let's go to the other side." They're following Him. A lot, you know, they've left livelihoods and things of that nature to follow him. And they're, they're, they're with him, and, and they're followers of Christ. And they're, they're with him. As a matter of fact, you know, we, we talk about obedience. <clears throat> they're obedient. They've, they've pushed their life aside and, and spending these years with him that they have. And they're following him. They're followers of Christ. And, uh, Many times uh, <clears throat> when we when we when we doing that and we we just feel like you know I'm I'm where I need to be and I'm 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 following the Lord we kind of feel like I know I mean I have, we kind of feel like that we we really ought to get a little bit of uh, special attention and privilege to some degree you know Lord I look I mean I'm I'm following you I mean I, I you're it for me. I sold the farm on you, and you know, and then if we're not careful, a lot of times, and and we talk and we talk about the obedience, and we're obedient, but then things may come come our way that it just makes us think, you know, I don't I don't really know why I'm go I have to go through this, you know. So I'm I'm looking at these guys here; they're they're doing exactly what the Lord wanted them to do. They're following him. Where he leads me, I will follow. He's leading me across a lake. But things happen while they're doing that. That is kind of scary. Sometimes, sometimes we, sometimes in life, we find ourselves in a scary place. Things are happening. And we wonder. I mean, how many of something? You know, you've been in the hospital, or maybe you, you, you. you Think something's going on, and you you're hurting over here, and you you're probing around, and you're feeling something, and directly you've just about talked yourself to your deathbed. I see this, this is it type of thing. So the, you know, it's things can happen to us, and we wonder, well, you know, why, 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 what's going on? And I, and I feel like these disciples probably would could could feel that way, but they were obedient, and I and I say that, and that's the reason I look at that because. Many times, I mean, you know, we can bring things on ourselves. Our own sin brings its its own heartaches and things of that nature. We know that, but there's times whenever things come that we just we don't we don't know. And sometimes it's just life, just life. But then here's the deal. <clears throat> so 
It says, but as they, verse 23, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Now, do you think that, uh, that they may have wondered, does Jesus really care? Have it? Have you ever felt like that Jesus may was that the, it was on a sleep? You know, I, I remember Brother Johnny sharing with us a time or two back when he was, I think, was down in Tampa. But he came to the place where he was just sitting in the corner of a room and crying and saying, "Lord, are you there? And if you are there, do you even?" Care. Wow. That's life can that the things can come that way, you know. I've been there. I've been there myself. I've done that very same thing. The very same thing. Sit down only I wasn't in a I wasn't in a, a room. I was out in the middle of a driveway in the dirt. But I did the same thing. Because, you know, <laughs> where are you? Those, those, these things, they can come, and, and I know that old song, Does Jesus Care? It always comes. I, usually, I, it's amazing to me whenever I read God's Word how old songs come back to me. But does Jesus care? Yes, He cares. I know He cares. His heart is touched with my grief, you know? And, and, and you know that, but there's times when you just got to remind you, you've got to remind yourself of that. Now, now think about this. <clears throat> this is life-threatening. Okay, we can go, we can we can come into life threatening things, but this was life threatening for them. And um, if, as a matter of fact, let's just, if you will, real quick, look at Mark over in Mark, Mark chapter eight, I believe it is. Just uh, this is the same story that, but Mark's given his account of it. <clears throat> and um, it doesn't. Say it just like this in what I'm reading here out of Luke, but verse 38, Mark 4:38. This is how this is gives a little more on whenever they decided they need to wake him up. In verse 38, it says, "And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a on a pillow." <laughs> it's, it's almost like the you know it's, it's going out of his way to paint a picture. He's just laying up there <laughs> in the middle of all this. And they said, then they waked him and they said, Master, and here, carest not that we perish. This life threatening. I mean, that, I'm, I'm talking serious here now. This is life threatening. And, and Jesus doesn't, and, and, and they're one, and, and, and so the, and they're, and they make the statement. I'm, not, I'm just not just coming off the top of my They make the statement, do you care? I mean, uh, th- that's how they felt. That's what it looked like. Do you care? Do you care about what I'm going through? But not only that, they said, do you care that we perish? And I tell you, folks, it is so good to just to know God's word, as much of it as you can. Because when, when, I, when I read that and I thought about they made that statement, you know, care, do you not care or cares not that we perish? 
Now think of that word perish. Perish. To, to die, to be overwhelmed, to be gone. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him what? Should not what? Woo! So I go, I tell you, folks, we got something more than what they even had. We, we got that promise. They didn't have John 3.16 right then, but we do. And when it seems like we're in a place where they are and we're going to perish, just remember that he that believeth in him should not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Uh, 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 an everlasting life like this life? Mm. Similar, I think, to this life, but a whole lot better. Like this life without the trouble. Like this life without the sin. Like this life without the curse. Like this life without the tears. See, we can't... We, we, that That... That's wonderful. And that one word, perish, can bring your mind to some great things out of God's word. Right? I'm laying this body down, but there's one thing you could rest the fact, I ain't going to (laughs) perish. I ain't going to perish. That is so good to me. That's just so good. I mean, and I think that's, uh, we need to think like that. We need to think like that. Uh, all, all that. I just live our lives that way. You know, uh, I, I told you I listened to Joel, and uh, there was some, some stuff in law, you know, <laughs> that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and he, uh, the one about the angels, I think it was Wednesday night or whatever, but he, he, he made a statement in there that, you know, that, <clears throat> you know, almost have a wreck and you, 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 you didn't hit. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have, don't know how you got out of it without a scratch or whatever, Not, you know. And you just say, I'm lucky or, you know, my reflexes are good or whatever and that sort of thing. And, you know, but he, he said that, now, why do we not think that an angel can step right there and change it just like that in God's hands there? <clears throat> and he said this, why, why should we as believers think like unbelievers? I don't know if y'all remember him saying that or not. He may not even remember saying that. But I heard it. <laughs> that stuck with me. We don't need to think like unbelievers. We don't need to live like unbelievers. We don't need to act like unbelievers. We don't need to react like unbelievers because we're believers. There's a big difference. I, it's kind of like, I, I, it seems like we've got into this that I, I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven and these folk over here, they ain't, they're not saved and they ain't on their way to heaven, but we all, we're pretty much about the same. I think there's a big difference in a believer 
and an unbeliever. Should be a lot of it, even in the way we think and act in what we do. So let me just keep pushing on forward here. And, uh, but I, I, just, I just wanted to share that, that we, we can come to places where we wonder if the Lord's even caring or paying attention. Does he care? But we can stand on his word. We're not going to perish. And I, I, I just, I just, that, to me, that's good. And that's the way I, li- I, I, I think that. I know that one day, probably right here in this building here, there'll be a little old casket here about six or about five foot long, and I'll be in it. <laughs> and, y'all, <laughs> and y'all probably walk by here and talk about how good I look, you know, and my, all three chins laid out there, you know. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to write out, you know, to the undertaker how I want him to get it fixed up. And, you know, if you have to, just cut some of it out and poke it back. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care because I won't be there. Because I, and, I, and, and, I, and I haven't perished. I've just moved on. I've just moved on. Woo. Wow. Then, I like this. Let's get back, I, 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 back to Luke uh, chapter 8. But the, it, it says that, but as they sailed, and he fell asleep, and there came a, a down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. So they were, they were doing everything they could, but the boat was filled up with water, and they was about to go under, and they, were, they, they felt like that they were, they were going to perish. But then it says, but then, <laughs> I like this here, and they came to him. They came to him. Go to him. Another song. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. <laughs> I need to go to him. I need to let him know, hey, <laughs> looks like I'm going to perish. That's what they did. That's where they were. He went there to him to let him know, to say. But I, I say that because I don't know what may await you tomorrow, me or anything else. But I don't care what it is. You make sure you take it to Jesus. You take it to Him. Take it straight to Him. You take it to Him personally. You, that's the reason it's, it's so good that you have that personal relationship yourself. I just put it that, you know, it's, it's, you talk with Him. You talk with Him. You tell Him how you feel. You, you interact with Him. It, it's, it's take it to Him. And I, and, I, and that's across the board. You know, and, it doesn't matter if it's seemingly small or great. Take it, take it to Jesus. He does. God just does amazing things. And another thing too that just twisting in my mind. A lot of times, my mind. I got a very small mind, and I get stuff in there, and I, it's, it gets all tangled up. Especially if I've done two or three things. But I've just read a book about miracles by Eric Metaxas, and boy, that thing's really, really been good. But it's just a. <clears throat> It just it's it just does me good to know that we serve a miraculous God. We serve a supernatural God. We serve a God who's outside of time, and we serve a God that can come into time anytime He pleases. Okay, it doesn't matter. He can come in anytime He pleases, do whatever He wants to. It doesn't have to be natural. He can do it, and He does it from time to time. And the stories that I that I that I read of just this is just that what Eric attacks is just people that he knew and he 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 knows I'll, you'll get more on this probably 
But just, just remember that, that God can do supernatural things. And he may do it. We're right here. And he do, you don't even have to believe that he does it anymore. That doesn't matter. He can do it anyhow. You, you, you may say, well, I never saw it, and I don't think he ever will. That's okay. He can still do it if he wants to. And he may do it. That's, that's, that's the thing. He may do it. And, I, and, I, and boy, I, I love that. I love that. And in the stories of people where their lives have been touched and some unexplainable things. But let, let me move on here. I, I don't want to get caught up, caught up in that. But make sure you, you take whatever the problem is to Jesus. And then let's look at the, uh, <clears throat> this, uh, this next thing here. And so they bring it. They wake him up. And they say, uh, Master, we perish. Verse 24. Then he arose. So he gets up and he rebuked. He rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Now, look, let's look at this right just a little bit. But he rebuked it, and the word, that, the, word, the word implies is that he forbid it. He forbid it. You know, if you forbid somebody to do something, and, 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 and because you forbid them to do it, they can't do it, you know that means you've got pretty good control over that. You know, forbid, stop. That's what he did. The wind and the waves. He rebuked them. The word is, is forbid. And I, and, and, and I just scratched this down as I got to thinking about it. Just think about this. He created it. Certainly he can control it. We think. Just because he said stop and it quit. Woo! He's the one that made it in the first place. If you created something, what's the big deal that you could control it? He's the creator of what? Look around. Find me something that he ain't created. Hey, he's the creator of all things. He made it. If he made it, he can control it. If he made it, he knows all about it. It's just amazing that they were they they were amazed at that. And I would be too, be able to be a part of that. But he's a supernatural God, right? He's a supernatural. He can do supernatural things. Hey, listen, folk. I don't know about y'all, but I, I I love the fact that he took three men up a mountain. And, and just, and it, it, it was nothing, nothing for those three men to be there and to be able to see Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus and hearing him and seeing that they, Moses and Elijah knows what's going on. They know what he's doing. They know what's fixing to take place. They're talking about the crucifixion, all this kind of stuff. And these men are there. That, I mean, isn't that amazing? How, how is that possible? Because Jesus was there for one reason, and he's God. And he's the creator, and he's supernatural, and he don't have to do things naturally. And I am thankful, oh, how thankful I am, and that he came and he died to save a wretch like me. Mm, 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 mm. He rebuked it. He created it, and he could certainly control it. The next thing is to look closely here. Just talk about this today. It says, and he arose and he what? He rebuked the wind 
and what? The raging mortal. Both of them. He rebuked both of them. He said, well, and I thought, you know, it looks like uh, if he just rebuked the wind, that would take care of the water. Does that make any sense? If you stop the wind blowing, I, it's going to come down. Don't you think? But just to show you <laughs> that I'm God, I didn't want to just stop the water and say, boys, y'all hang on. These waves will settle down directly. Hey? I can stop the wind. Y'all just hold on. This, these waves are going, and they'll, they'll, it'll, it'll say, maybe one won't go under before we can just sing and settle down. Would that be a, would that be a pretty good miracle? Wouldn't you think? <laughs> he rebuked the wind and the water. You know what happened? The wind quit. The waves quit. It just boom. There ain't no more wave. The boat stopped. And I got to thinking about that. You know what that is? Y'all going to think I am really smart. He's a, he is the God over the cause and the effect. What's the cause? What's the cause of all this? The wind. But what's the effect of the wind? Oh, the waves. He says, and, and, and if you've done, if you ever looked and read a little bit about cause and effect, there's everything is a cause and has an effect, whatever it is. So they say. Smart people say that anyway. That's the reason I was hoping y'all think I was smart. But still, the cause and effect, he's over both of it. He stopped that wind, he stopped that, he stopped those waves, boom, just like that glass. He's God. Only he can do that. And then there was the calm. And I love that, the calm. The, it's a tranquility. Right in the middle, right in the middle of chaos, just that quick, is tranquility. In the middle of the storm, boom, it stops. Amazing that he can do that. The wind ceased, the waves stilled, the noise hushed, it was, it was, God was in control. Wow. Let's keep looking. These last two things I want to look at before we quit. <clears throat> and this, we'll move into this last verse. They ceased and there was a calm. I mean, I mean now, now, <laughs> put yourself there. You, you, you just was in a turmoil. You was doing everything you could to stop this thing from going under. You Went to Jesus. You said, "Hey, we're going under." We, you know, and he just gets up and just a boom, and just like that, the boat has stopped. The wind has stopped. It is quiet. It's it's like uh, you know, he could look and say, "You know what? What's the problem?" Just like that. But I look at what what he did. Look what he said. And he said unto them, "Where?" 
is your faith. Now, if Joel was here, he'd say, now, what are we to make of that? <laughs> Why did he, what, what did he mean? What did, what did he, you know, what's it mean to you? When he told them, after all, where is your faith? So I thought, you know, just a little bit here, but <clears throat> just, just a couple things here. But did, when he said that, do you think that maybe he meant that if you had the faith, uh, you know, if you had faith, there wouldn't have been a storm in the first place. Raise your hand if you agree with that. I didn't think you would. That's not, I mean, I don't think that's what he's saying. You know, where's your faith? You know, you, you could have done better. You, you could have done better than this, or whatever, uh, or that sort of thing. Because you know, you we we may have uh, have you may have heard that kind of thinking sometimes that. You know, just, that sometimes you, your faith can stop this stuff from happening. Next thing, another one is that I was, as I think about it, if you had faith, you would, you would have just gutted it out and hope for the best. You just, you know, that persevering type of, I'm just hanging in here and just hoping to, you know, I think we can have a better assurance and confidence than just, uh, you know, trying to gut things out by faith. But where is your faith? Where was where was their faith? I wrote down here, our faith, our faith must be in him. He is our faith. It, it, it's him. What changed it? What changed this this whole situation? He did. He did. Now, as I look at that, when I say that, that they, 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 their faith needed to be in him, or that our faith must be in him, well, think about this now. They were trusting, they were trusting in themselves until they realized their hopelessness. Does that make sense? They were, they, they, their faith was in the fact that we'll, we'll fight this thing, we'll whip this thing, we'll, We'll, we'll get across somehow. We'll do it, you know, until it finally become evident that we can't, we ain't, we can't make it. So they were, they actually were trusting in themselves until they realized their hopelessness. And I just put in here, they, they realized their inability to control the situation. Right. So, hey, how many, how many times do we have we found ourselves when we get to there that we, it's in a situation where we find ourselves that we're, we're, we're not in control of the situation and we realize that is that that's when we go and we take it to the Lord when we realize that, hey, this thing, we don't have control. I think that's probably a control issue with, uh, with, uh, with our own selves. But the fact of the matter is, is listen, I don't think we really have near the control that we think we do anyhow. Okay? So let's just go ahead and say he's in control all the time. He's in control. He's in control. Hey, how many of y'all controlled whenever you showed up on this earth? Did you sit down with your mom and dad and say, you know, I think it's about time? You didn't, you don't control that. You didn't control how you come in. Hey, you didn't control if you come here short or tall. You know, I'd have said something about that if you could have. But you didn't. Fat or skinny. 
You could have come into this world with uh, uh, some kind of physical defect. You didn't, have, you didn't have no control over that. But we feel like we have control over our lives. But it's when we come to the place where we feel like I ain't got control that we realize, man, I need the Lord. No, you needed him all the time. You needed to realize and know that he's in control. He's in control of your life. <clears throat> I, put, I just wrote this down. There is fear when we realize we are no longer in control of our situation. Amen? That, what they, we're perished. We're going under. But there's a calm or a peace when Jesus demonstrates that he is in control of all things. There's a peace there that he's in control and that I'm not. But you know what? A lot of times we, we feel a peace whenever we feel like we're in control. Trust me. If we feel a lot better when we feel like there's, there's, a, there's plenty of money in the bank account or I ain't got a problem, I feel good, ain't nothing hurting, nowhere, all of, we, we, we find peace in that. But as soon as that gets shook around a little bit, well, mm, that's, the, that's the control thing. And I think that's what... I think that's probably what these, these disciples needed to see and know and understand, that they, they, they were in a place that you did the best you could. You couldn't do anything about it. I'm God. You came to me, but your faith needs to be in me at all times. Now, <clears throat> let, me, let me push along. So I just put in there, he is our faith. And the, the, the last thing, Tony, you can ease up. The last thing here that he said that this is what Jesus said, you know, where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered or were in awe. They were just in awe of him. And here's what they said. What manner of man is this? In other words, who is this man? Who is this man? Wow. Who is this man? I just put down here the question of the ages. Because your eternity hinges on how you answer that question. Do you know that? Your eternity hinges on how you answer that question. To know that He is God. He is the Creator who has come to dwell within His creation. Wow. He's God. And as I thought about it, He's telling them what he's telling me. I am more powerful than what can take your life. I have control over what can take your life. Now what takes our life? We say death. Death was defeated. I got control of it. Just as easily as I said, when stop, death can't touch you if you're a believer. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That's who that man is. Who is this man? He is God in the flesh, Jesus. I put on here, looking in Hebrews 12, 2, looking unto Jesus the author, finisher 
of our faith. Where's your faith? There he is. His name's Jesus. That's my faith. It's not something that I'm working up. That's my faith. He is my faith. Without him, I wouldn't have faith. Hey, what, what good is your faith if there is no Jesus? But the faith that I have in him, he's given me. And I can only thank him for that. And I'll leave with this. When the question was asked, who is this man? How you view him. How you view him. And we, and they, we view him all kind of different ways as individuals. But how you view him will determine how you handle life. So whatever kind. How you view him will determine how you handle it. If you don't view him very much, very well, very big, very strong, if you don't view him more and more like who he really is, see, that's another thing. I don't think we can really fully get a good grasp on just who he is, especially without his help, of who he is. But how you see him and who he is to you will determine and affect how you handle whatever comes your way in life. So who is this man? And, I, and I, I'll end with this, that these disciples, these disciples would later not hesitate to give their life because of their faith in that man. They knew who he was. They'd seen him. They knew who he was. It did not matter. They no longer were worrying about where it will perish. Their faith, where's your faith? It's in Jesus Christ. He's everything. He can do all things. My faith in him, he can do anything. And if he wants to use me, he can work through me and do anything. That's my faith. Wow. It's Jesus Christ. Let's stand if you will. And tonight, if you're, if you're here tonight, I'll just open the altar up for anybody. If you want to respond, but just to thank Jesus. Thank him. I am not going to perish. I don't even have to go around wondering and worrying about it. As a matter of fact, I don't have to worry about anything because he's in control. And the 